0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the private podcast or welcome to an episode that I might fire out a little bit later on the public podcast. So as you might be able to hear, my voice is not in the best state ever, um, but I've been trying to do this for the past three days and not going around to it, so I need to do it now anyway, even if it does mean I sound like I smoke 20 Lambert and Butler a day through my nose. Um, but today's podcast is pretty much speaking about caffeine um, and how it's, how it's kind of (sighs) caffeine in excess is not doing anyone any favors. Let's just, let's just keep it plain and simple. A couple of coffees a day never really hurt anyone, but it's the timing that can be, it's the timing and it's the dosage that can create the poison. Um. I asked a question on my <clears throat> on my Instagram, like, how many coffees a day are you having? Usually, it's around one to two. So I think 50% were around about one to two. You had about, I think you were only about 5% of people that had over five. And then I think it was between like two and four right? more the the rest of the percentage. So um, one and two, majority of you guys are probably going to be, there's probably going to be no negative kind of, Challenges from coffees unless you're having them both at 10 p.m. Um, over five, I would be slightly concerned that you need to you need to drop that. Somewhere in between, let's just see what we can take away from this. So a little bit, a little bit of education about coffee. How fun's that? So <clears throat> I think it was about. I don't think I read. It was about a thousand years ago in Arabia that coffee first came to be. It was the first coffee that was brewed. Tea um, was about 5,000 years ago. Obviously tea and coffee both have caffeine in it. uh, Coffee tends to have um, more per serving. Um, But tea's kind of been this thing that's been around for quite a long time. Um, It is quite a a primal thing. Primal? I don't even know if that's the right word. So... from an evolutionary standpoint, I found this quite interesting and it makes sense before caffeine, humans used to drink like weak alcohol and dirty water. Um, So like, I mean, obviously back in, back in the day, um, there wasn't that much fresh water available. Alcohol has obviously been around a lot longer than, than coffee has. Um, So people tended to be either in, not the best of health because they were drinking dirty water, or they actually used to be a little bit pissed through the day. So you can imagine we've got ill people and pissed people walking about the streets doing jobs. Shit probably doesn't get done very well. So, I mean, I didn't kind of go deep into this, but the, the kind of research that I was reading was basically talking about how like when caffeine came along, people started getting shit done. Like it was almost revolutionary because people were more alert. They were more kind of focused. They weren't drinking beer all day long and getting nothing done because they were tired lethargic not sleeping well so i think that's pretty it's pretty interesting pretty interesting <clears throat> this is really pretty bad i should probably shouldn't be doing a podcast when i when i feel like this so caffeine was actually isolated no so sorry it was isolated from coffee in in the year 1800 and um, so that basically means like they were able to extract caffeine they didn't just directly go, let's fucking make monster right now, Monster Energy 1801. Goths were kicking about with, with a white monster absolutely buzzing, loving it. It wasn't quite like that. It didn't work like that. Um, but they started using it for like medical purposes. They started using it for kind of like what was the performance benefits. I mean, they didn't necessarily know at that point. They just knew it made me it made them more alert. And the research has obviously been ongoing. the way up until this day. So how does caffeine actually work? It's quite interesting. So I mean to know how caffeine works we have to kind of first understand how adenosine works. So adenosine is a kind of compound within your body and adenosine triphosphate. I'm going to murder this right now because I know I didn't look over it. Adenosine triphosphate is basically broken down into adenosine. Adenosine then comes along within the body, connects this little thing called an adenosine receptor. And this happens throughout the day in a structured fashion. And the more that adenosine attaches to these adenosine receptors, the more tired we get. And it works in touch with our circadian rhythm. So, if we wake up at seven and we go to sleep at ten every single night, our adenosine kind of our adenosine and adenosine receptors are very they're in flow. They kind of they connect at pretty much the same times and the same kind of amounts, and we get sleepy pretty much the same day. This is when we get a really good sleep routine. Um, excuse me. So the kind of idea now is that caffeine has to kind of come in here at some point and kind of disrupt the flow. So what happens is adenosine and caffeine are quite similar. So they can basically both connect to that adenosine receptor. So basically what happens when you have a coffee um, or you have a monster energy, whatever it is you're going to drink that involves caffeine, the caffeine molecule comes along and goes, get out of my way, adenosine. I'm connecting to this receptor. So you've got this adenosine floating about in your body going, it's basically just like waiting, like checking its watch, like when the fuck is caffeine going to get out of the road? When is it going to give me my turn? Because this guy's got to get sleepy soon. But if caffeine's taking over all those adenosine receptors, then you could understand why this creates that feeling of alertness. Because if adenosine connecting to an adenosine receptor makes you tired and it's not able to do that, that's where the alertness comes from. And that was science 101 in probably a way that you've never heard it before. So yeah, and caffeine probably takes around about two to four hours, dependent on kind of how, how tolerant you are to caffeine before it actually then leaves the body. Um, a lot of people argue that it is, a much, it is much longer. Um, and obviously if you have more caffeine, then the kind of the stint is increased. So what actually is caffeine? What does it actually do? It's a central nervous system stimulant, aka stimulates your brain. Um, it is used as like a cognitive enhancer to increase alertness, attention. And as I said before, it kind of blocks the binding of adenosine triphosphate to well, adenosine to an adenosine receptor. And, and there's a load of, kind of other technical shit in there that I'm not going to bore myself with and I'm not going to bore you with. Um, like caffeine works by stimulating the central nervous system the heart the muscles and the centers that control blood pressure and caffeine can also raise blood pressure and and it also might have a little effect it's like kind of like a how would you say like it essentially just makes you piss more like if you've ever had that feeling of like you keep drinking coffee and you keep needing to go to the toilet it increases urine flow because your body wants to excrete caffeine quicker than it wants to excrete water but water is always going to come along for the ride like water doesn't just go see you later coffee you you go out and you get pissed out um but i'm just going to stay here i love how i'm like using analogies as if water and caffeine are like two pals just sitting inside your body but you get the idea um so in the u.s adults consume on average 135 milligrams of caffeine daily And that's probably about 1.5 cups of coffee. It's pretty conservative in comparison to to some people. Um, It's considered by the US Food and Drug Administration that 400 milligrams, about four cups of brewed coffee, is a safe amount of caffeine for healthy adults to consume daily. So if you're having anywhere under four cups of coffee a day, you're not going to die. It takes a lot of caffeine for you to create a kind of toxic level of caffeine that will actually negatively affect your, your health directly um, but there's obviously like long-term things that don't necessarily help your health. Um, caffeine is a substance that is absorbed rapidly into your bloodstream. The blood levels peak after about 30 to 120 minutes and caffeine levels remain high for about three to four hours and then they start to drop. That does not mean caffeine is out of your system after three to four hours, it will just start to drop and again, that's where you get the little caffeine crash. So here's a scary fact. Most of you guys can't see my screen, but if you could, you would see what I have on the screen. And I have now lost what I have on the screen because I've touched something else. And um, I'm actually now on a study about the acute effects of caffeine ingestion on endurance performance, which was not where I wanted to be right now. Um, I wanted to be on my slide. Um, hold the phone, we're back. So, what I was referring to was dragon soup. Now, I always remember this story. Now, by any slim chance, if anyone from Abertay football team is listening to this, you will know all about dragon soup. And, and I remember researching it back in, back in uni, thinking, like, oh, I don't know how much caffeine is in these bastards? And if you've had a dragon soup before, it is like an energy drink with vodka, caffeine, and all that kind of shit in it. It's pretty mad. You don't want to turn the, turn the can around and look at the ingredients. Eight percent alcohol as well, and it contains thirty-five milligrams per hundred milliliters. That is five hundred milliliters in a dragon soup. So you do the maths there. So I remember on several occasions going to the to the corner shop before we went on an away day, and absolutely stacking a bag full of dragon soup. Like I'm talking like three, four, five, six, seven. I once heard a story. I wasn't there, but there was a guy in my team and um, drank around about ten. On one bus journey now, he must have been absolutely wired to the moon. And um, so, seven dragon soups is going to be about a hundred. No, sorry, one thousand two hundred twenty-five milligrams of caffeine. In humans, more than five to ten grams of total. Well, sorry, more than one hundred fifty to two hundred milligrams per kilogram of body weight is considered lethal. Now, yes, he wasn't consuming a lethal amount, but it was. It wasn't good for you. Like your heart rate's going to be through the roof. Um or consuming three milligram per kilogram of body weight above the baseline is considered it's considered to have an adverse effect, um, which technically means you probably don't want to do that. So if there's anything to take away from that, is that like don't drink 10 dragon soups in one night. and um, especially then don't go and drink a bottle of buckfast as well, because that's got equally as much caffeine in it. So it's not all it's not all shit like caffeine does have its benefits there are some good things to be had from it and um, obviously i've timed at the right if, if you time it right alertness brain function and um, there's a load of evidence on sport performance like um sprint speed again that probably comes down to the alertness of off the mark and um, agility focus memory appetite suppression i want to put an asterisk next to that saying that it's not always a good thing um one large review found that caffeine modestly improves endurance when it's used in moderate doses 1.4 to 2.7 milligrams per pound of body weight Um, and in one study trained cyclists who consumed over either 100 and 200 milligram doses of caffeine along with a carbohydrate electrolyte solution and completed a time trial faster than those who consumed only the carbohydrate electrolyte solution. There's loads of stuff out there saying that caffeine is basically, if timed right, and if used in the right context, it can be actually very good for sporting performance. Another one if we go into the strength realm, um, 12 participants performed bench presses consuming 1.4 milligram of caffeine per pound of body weight, or a placebo, Um, placebo being like they were told they were having either the caffeine thing or not the caffeine thing, um, so they didn't really know the difference. But after consuming caffeine, participants demonstrated significantly increased force and power output compared to those with a placebo and um, so yeah that's positive you're gonna get a better bench press from drinking a coffee Um again that's not conf- that's not like an absolute but that's just a predicted outcome and um, there's also things in terms of there's a lot of studies done on a on cycling and stuff like that <clears throat> um the recommended dosage for the focus benefits that you would want to kind of try and gain from caffeine would be 100 milligrams to 400 milligrams. Now, that is completely based on your tolerance for coffee. If you are a not just coffee, caffeine in general, if you are someone that drinks a lot of caffeine, a lot of coffee, you probably get away with trying 200, 300, 400. If you're someone that doesn't really drink much caffeine and wants to kind of get some of these benefits, go with a lower range, go with 100 milligrams. Um, and this will just take like reading the reading the can reading the red bull how how much is in red bull right now go and go and read that and then you can basically judge by that but if you go and absolutely tan 400 milligrams of caffeine and you're not someone that drinks a lot of coffee or you drink a lot of energy drinks then you're going to be wired to the moon and you're probably going to need a shit before you do whatever you're going to do so the negatives of caffeine we'll kind of go a little bit deeper into what i talked about earlier with adenosine because this is probably the main one but caffeine in large amounts can cause insomnia nervousness restlessness nausea increased heart rate and um, larger doses may cause headache anxiety chest pain um, and <clears throat> caffeine is obviously unsafe in very high doses like if you're taking caffeine in powder form um, or you're taking it in pill form. Like these can be very high dosages, and it can be very easy to consume. Things like Pro Plus. Um, I used to see guys take this at football, take it before the game, crash at halftime, take another two, and then feel like they'd been punched in the face at full time. Um, and when it comes to the effects of adenosine and caffeine, let's kind of let's kind of break this down. So let's actually not break this down right now because I have. Actually, you know what? Let's talk more about caffeine tolerance just now and then we'll break that down in the next one. So caffeine tolerance, again, you can probably guess what this means. The more tolerance that you have, the more caffeine that's needed. So you used to get a buzz off of one coffee in the morning. Now it doesn't work. Now you need two okay we've got two Ugh, now I'm going to have a third one at 11 then I'm going to have a fourth one fifth one sixth one I know some people that will drink coffee all day long sometimes it is just to kind of like entertain them at work like it's just like they work an office job or they work shifts and it's just like, ah, I'm just going to keep drinking coffee all day long um, it's just going to be harder because again going back to the the chat we had about adenosine and caffeine so the more coffee that we drink the more that the more that caffeine basically pushes adenosine out of the road and attaches to these receptors. So what the body does, it's quite smart. It creates more receptors. So there's more receptors, more receptors, aka meaning that it takes more adenosine to make you sleepy. So there's more adenosine required. But because you've got more receptors now and you're more kind of tolerant to caffeine, you go, oh, I'm actually not getting the same buzz off of the coffee. So you then go and add more caffeine and it takes over more of the receptors and the body does the same thing again it goes okay we need to create more receptors because we're not getting sleepy and then you've got these next just imagine like there's these five gaps where adenosine can connect or caffeine can connect it then goes to seven and then you fill that all up with an extra coffee then it goes to eight and then adenosine tries to come in you go i'm still not getting that buzz so you just keep filling it up and it goes and goes and goes until you basically just you can't have another coffee in the day So we need to be considerate of how many coffees we're drinking. That's the main thing I want to say. So here's what I'm going to help you do. I'm going to help you tidy up your caffeine intake and I'm going to help you gain all the benefits of better sleep and not abusing caffeine. So first things first, how many coffees are you drinking? Minus one. That's a good start because... Coffee, like any sort of addictive substance. By the way, caffeine is nowhere near as addictive as cocaine, as alcohol, as or heroin or meth. Not that I've tried all of those. Um, it's from the, it's from the studies. I most definitely, haven't tried meth. I can confirm that right now. That is an exclusive. Um, pl- there was plenty of people in Australia trying to hand it out. There was a lot of those kind of guys running along the street. Um, and it did not look any fun. Point made. Um, what I was trying to say was. It's kind of like coming off, like if you go and pull an alcoholic completely off of drink, he's going to want drink really badly. Um, It's the same with coffee. Initially, there is a bit of a crash. You get more tiredness. You're a little bit more like um, irritable. You're just probably a shittier person to be around because you've not had your coffee. Um, But it's just like anything. You need to reduce it nice and slowly until you're down to the number that you want to be at. You'll heard me speak about the 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 cutoff of your intake. Now, I would recommend cutting off all caffeine at least three to five hours before bed if you only drink one or two. I would cut off the intake at least six to seven hours if you drink more than two to to four coffees. Um, I would honestly, I would just say, and this is a very kind of good rule to go with, I would cut off at 12 12 a.m., stop drinking coffee, stop drinking caffeine at 12 a.m. Now, you'll kind of understand a little bit better why, in the next thing so basically when we wake up in the morning our first thought usually get me a coffee now a couple of things I want you to think about right now first of all coffee is what you would describe as a diuretic. it actually dehydrates you more if the first thing you drink is a coffee and that hits your stomach one you're going to cause some um, irritation to your gut two you're going to become more dehydrated so first thing to do drink water hydrate before you caffeinate that's just a stupid little phrase to remember second thing is this if you really want to dial it in so as we talked about earlier with adenosine adenosine is a natural process it connects to the adenosine receptors in the morning every time you wake up it's our natural flow and they connect more and more through the day until you end up getting to sleep and that helps you naturally fall asleep what basically happens is if you wake up thing in the morning and you drink coffee straight off Adenosine basically just, again, it just waits there. It crosses its arms and goes, oh, fuck, he's had a coffee. We're going to have to wait until we start working. So they end up waiting until that coffee, that caffeine has worn off, which could be two, three, four hours later. So what basically happens is by blocking adenosine with caffeine, this is where we begin to see the, the crash in the afternoon. You know the afternoon crash when you're sitting at your desk You're sitting in the van and you're just like, oh my God, I'm knackered. And it's usually about two or three or four. And you find it really hard to kick on after that. I found and the research suggests that if you're able to wait at least 90 minutes before you have your first coffee, adenosine will be more than on its way to creating a natural sleep cycle for you throughout the day. And you will not find that you have that afternoon crash. Please try it. I almost guarantee if you are someone that crashes in the afternoon, this will work and you will not find you're having that same crash give it 90 minutes it's not that hard drink some water in the morning you will have to break a habit probably of the first thing you do when you wake up is drink coffee I've been trying to tell Ellie this for ages but she just will not have it she's just like no I drink coffee in the morning shut up and so I'm not going to help her with that but hopefully you could take my advice more than her second thing is kind of what I talked about again with adenosine Excuse me, just trying to clear my throat a little bit. Um, Yeah, so wait 90 minutes, allow that natural flow to start going. And again, here's the main one, drinking coffee. Well, I kind of spoke about it already, but drinking coffee too close to bed. You'll hear people talk about, I drink coffee at 10 p.m. and I'm fine. Like I drink it just before my bed. It's never bothered me. You've not noticed you've you've just not noticed you don't know what it's like to not do that because you've built up such a high tolerance to coffee what caffeine does regardless of who you are how tolerant you are to it it will affect your sleep in a negative fashion if there's caffeine flying through your brain as you try to sleep your sleep's going to be affected it's not going to be as good so honestly stop drinking so close to stop drinking coffee stop drinking tea so close to bedtime tea again does have caffeine in it decaf by the way sorry to burst everyone's bubble has caffeine in it as well but if you were stopping drinking normal coffee and normal tea and going to decaf that'd be a good first step um utilize your caffeine at the right times be strategic with it wait 90 minutes maybe you drink caffeine just before you go into a big meeting or just before you go and I don't know, do your morning gym session, something like that. I know it's not always practical to try and time caffeine, but it is helpful. Um, Another thing that's useful is, well, I mean, it's useful. It's it's, it's ideal. If you've slept well, if you've already slept well, you can actually regulate caffeine more. If you've already had a bad sleep, that tends to be when you want caffeine. So if you've had a shit sleep, you go to the coffee shop, I'll have a double espresso, please. I am absolutely knackered. That's actually, this sounds counterproductive, but it's actually almost the wrong time to have it because the way that you regulate ca- regulate caffeine is like it's like a mad seesaw. It just goes up and down, up and down. You crash, you fall, you need another one. Um, so it's about it's about utilizing it in the right places. Um, and again, it's like anything. You get into the cycle of, I'm knackered. I drink coffee. I'm up. I'm knackered. I'm up. I'm knackered. It's just, it's like a complete up and down and people rely on caffeine way too much. And it's, it's killing your sleep. Like it is though. I don't want to make it sound like it's, you're going to die because you're not, but it's, it is literally affecting your sleep in such a negative fashion that you don't even believe it. Like if there were some things that I would put in place tomorrow for yourself, if you wanted to try and improve your sleep, and improve your focus and use caffeine in the right way. This is what I would do. I would have water the first, th- first thing when I wake up. I would wait 90 minutes to have my first coffee. It doesn't have to be 90 minutes, an hour to 90 minutes would be good. After that, I would create a cutoff time for the last time that I have coffee or the last time that I have caffeine during the day. And um, if that's 12, 1, 2, depending on what time you go to sleep and depending on how, um, what's the word oh my god how tolerant you are to coffee or like how much of a buzz coffee gives you or you don't really feel much on coffee and um, i would strictly stop drinking caffeine stop drinking pre-workout stop drinking red bull stop drinking coffees later on at night because although you may not realize it, it is affecting your sleep in a negative way and um, as you stimulate the brain during sleep you don't get as much restorative REM sleep or restorative sleep in general when you're sleeping your brain basically wants to repair things it doesn't want to be like bouncing up and down and um, REM sleep essentially if you want a justification as to why and um, if you're getting this good quality sleep and your brain's not overly stimulated you're going to increase testosterone in the body and you're generally going to increase the way that your brain repairs itself and um, connects neural pathways and you memorize things so you could generally be improving your strength by not doing this stuff. Um, yeah, so and anyone I've ever spoken to, any of the research that I've ever read, if you're able to facilitate this kind of stuff, your energy will be better. It won't be so up and down like a yo-yo. Your sleep will be better. And if you're able to follow this kind of this pattern through the day of allowing your kind of adenosine to... Naturally, take its place, then you will feel generally better on an energy level throughout the day, and you won't have as many crashes. Um, do you need any more justific- justification than that to reduce your caffeine intake? Hopefully not. And um, that was that was a rough kind of sciency lesson. Hopefully you took something away from it and put the espresso down. Um, thank you for listening. Much appreciated. And um, you have to listen to my croaky voice.